and welcome to Kawush. I am Teresa. And I'm Marcus. Today we are talking about season 5, episode 17, Failsafe. And the description is as follows. As an asteroid hurtles towards Earth, SG-1 uses an abandoned gold ship as a launch pad for a megabomb that's designed to explode the rock before impact. But when SGC loses the ship's signal, it's fear that the team is dead and Earth is in devastating peril. Pretty accurate. I don't yeah. know the word megabomb. Yep. <laughs> it's not just a bomb, it's a megabomb. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's an abandoned gold ship, it's more of a crashed gold ship. Yeah. But, that's... but they did abandon it. They littered on the planet. Yes, they did. It's not good. No. Yeah, but um, in general, I'd say this is a pretty good one. Yeah. Nine? Yeah. Wow. Cool. Highest one yet? Yes. Good job whoever wrote that one. Uh-huh. Crash? I'm just throwing things on the ground. Yep. I'm littering in my living room. <laughs> Very unswedish. Yes. So, what happens in this episode? Well, first there's a guy talking on the phone, saying that he's seeing something approaching Earth. And I sort of liked him. Yeah, I liked him too. <laughs> He was very angry. Yeah, because people didn't take him seriously. Yep. And then the Stargate version of Men in Black showed up. <laughs> yes. And I like his, his, like, he hung up the phone and then this sort of smile thing for a half a second. and then... He was, like, happy that he was, like, surrounded by people who wanted him to keep quiet. Yeah. I think he was happy that he was confirmed that he was right. Yeah. Probably. Probably. He was kind of cute. Yes. <laughs> yep. So that happens. Yes. And then they like debate what they're gonna do about this huge rock approaching Earth. Yeah. And then they say that, oh, our allies will help us. They're so confident. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, all of your allies are useless. Yep. <laughs> Isn't that sort of the point? So then they go talk to the Asgard. They Hello. send O'Neill. They send O'Neill to talk to the Asgard. And I am forever questioning their choices. Yeah. I understand that he's sort of like the person who made first contact with them. So they're like, okay, you know these guys. But he is also the least diplomatic person ever. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure why they send him. No. They should have ambassadors by now. They should. I mean, they did. They had the ambassador who was gonna marry Sam in a. Oh yeah. In an alternate timeline. The guy who made terrible choices in an alternate timeline. Yes. But uh, whom I still like. Yes. I mean, granted, he's gone now. Yeah. Because he was captured by the bad guys, and no one bothered to find out what happened to him. So. Um... Oh no! He's in prison forever. Yep. What if he's being tortured right now? I think it's more likely he's being brainwashed. Oh no. Maybe he's a farmer. Yeah. Okay, that's that's yeah. That's not super terrible. Even though the brainwashing is terrible, but like the farming part isn't terrible. No. Okay. Yes. So after <laughs> losing him, they didn't bother getting any other uh, proper diplomats into the the Stargate program. Nope. Because... They just rely on O'Neill. Yeah. Because of reasons. Yes. Yeah. Budget cuts. Budget cuts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either for the show or for the Stargate program, we don't know, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so 
O'Neill fails to convince the Asgard to help them. Yes. Because the Asgard are like, no, we need to like form a committee to investigate whether or not the gold actually attacked you, blah, blah, blah. Which is also not relevant to this particular thing, because even if the gold attacked you earlier, that does that give the Asgard the right to interfere with a natural disaster? I'm confused why they wouldn't be allowed to interfere with a natural disaster in the first place. They're not allowed to, like, fight the gold. Well, I mean, the Asgard are allowed to fight the gold. Right, but not... Uh, yeah. For Earth. No, but the deal, I think, is that we both agree to leave this planet alone. Mm. Uh, we are not allowed to help them. But you it's are not, not on the planet. No. It's just adjacent to the planet. <laughs> Planet adjacent. Yes. True. <laughs> See, if O'Neill had your negotiating skills... Oh, I'm a better diplomat than O'Neill. I feel so <laughs> good about myself. Yes. Anyway, they fail. O'Neill fails with the diplom- diplomacy. Yeah, so they come up with this plan that they're going to bring a bomb to the asteroid. Very much like Armageddon. Which I have seen so many, like fan rants about how that doesn't make sense that they blow up an asteroid and it works in Armageddon so I'm like I can't really take this episode seriously because <laughs> I'm like I've seen that this doesn't work so no your plan is the same thing and, uh. <laughs> yeah so they go to fix up the sh- shuttle thingy that cargo ship yeah that um that Daniel and uh and Jacob, Jacob right, that's crashed in the previous episode. It was the previous episode. I'm pretty sure it was the previous episode. Yeah. yeah. There's like continuity and stuff. Yeah. It's very strange. So they pick up their littering, basically. Yeah. Um, because it's useful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I must say like, that I love the m- montage of them fixing the ship. Yeah. It was very like, I love a good montage in general. It was cute when Daniel fell asleep. <laughs> yes. I found it... I, I like that montage, but I, I wonder whether they did a montage of them fixing the ship, which took a couple of days, mm. and then nothing for the 10 days it took them to fly the ship to Earth. That was my... Like, I have a note there that was like the 10-day leap where, like, they leave the planet where the ship was on and then... Boom, it's been 10 days. That was not well done at all. No. I just, I want some sort of indication that time has passed, except that the characters say that time has passed. Because they're wearing the same clothes, they look the same, everything is the same, except that it's been 10 days. And I'm like, what did you do for 10 days? How did you shave? How did you shower? Is there like sleeping facilities on this ship? Uh Uh-huh. What did you eat? What did you drink? Have you like... Yeah. Did you and play the... card games? I just want to know. I just want to watch you guys hang out. For yeah. A while. And the thing is, I, I like they could have done a montage of them on the ship or of the people on Earth who were preparing an evacuation. Yeah. Because I didn't really understand if the evacuation, like, did they actually start it that that moment, or did they like wait a few days and like. I, I don't know. Yeah, I was I was so frustrated, like, in the middle, because it sounded like they hadn't even started the exactly. evacuation. They were like, no, we're going to rely on this plan, and if it fails, we're going to start to evacuate when it's going to be, like, one day left until 
the asteroid hits, uh-huh. we're not gonna have time to like evacuate anyone. And then in the end, it sounded like no, we've started evacuation like some time ago, and people are already there, and Fraser is like on the last wave. Yeah. And I was very confused. I was sort of wondering who they picked to go to Alpha site. Yeah, I was wondering that too, because. Hammond said, said that, yeah, we limited the numbers because they will have a limited amount of resources, which, fair enough, mm-hmm. and everyone will need to contribute. And I'm just like, okay, how many farmers did you bring? Because uh-huh. they're important. I mean, there's a limited amount of resources, but there's also a limited amount of resources you can get if you have too few people. Yeah. Like, you need enough people that some can make food and some can, like hunt and stuff. Not to mention the fact that these people would be the last humans from Earth. Uh-huh. They would need to repopulate that planet, presumably. Yeah. You need at least, what is it, a thousand people to be able to, to, to be able to spread their genes around enough. Yeah. Did they transport a thousand people to Alpha Site? I don't know. I want an episode about that now. Yeah. About people who go to Alpha Site and think that they might be the last people ever. Uh-huh. And then they found out that they're not and then they have to go back and deal with their emotions. Cool story idea. Yeah. I want to write this. Do it. Okay then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes, so they should have done a montage. Yes. Of some sort. Yes. More montages. Yes. Just give us an episode of montages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe some uh, actual dialogue is also uh, good. Okay. I suppose. <laughs> but, you know... What are they called? The episodes we hate? Oh, the clip, clip shows. shows. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I hate those. Yeah. Are we approaching one? Uh, ish. No. There's no, no pure clip show if I remember, remember these remaining episodes correctly. Good. Yes. But they fly to Earth and then they... The ship breaks conveniently just before... Or inconveniently <laughs> just before they are gonna land on the asteroid. Yeah. Did we ever get an explanation about why it slowed down right before it hit? Because I didn't understand that. No, I mean, they were they were using the maneuvering thrusters yeah. to try to slow down, but they were slowing down very slowly. Mm-hmm. And then they found this convenient crater. Yeah. And that just happened to be the direction the ship was already going. And then it kind of looked like it was going fast, 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 and then... Yeah, like it was like magnetized. Yeah. Like, at the end. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what happened there? And they never explained it, so I suppose it was just like the thrusters helping, but yeah, I mean, it's very su- strange. I suppose what we're meant to, to accept is that the thrusters slowed them down enough so that just when they got to, to five meters above the surface, they could stop. And uh-huh. that is way too convenient. I am so, sorry. So very convenient. I was also very confused about that crater because when they they crashed into it, mm. it seemed very small. Yeah. But then when you when they got out of the the ship and you could see, then it was a very very big crater. Mm. And I'm just like, if it was that big, could the Whatever they were using, the telescopes they were using to track this from Earth, couldn't they see the rough shape and see that there was a crater there? One would think. Yeah. The Hubble telescope. Yes. As I think it's Thor who calls that. The Hubble <laughs> telescope. Okay then. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Huh? That was a bit confusing. It was very strange. And then they have to... Okay, um, why do they need to move the bomb into to somewhere else? Why do they need to go outside? I mean, the explanation they gave was that they wanted to get it as far into the asteroid as possible, presumably to blow it up into as many pieces as possible. Yeah, but it just seemed like they were walking, like they were in the crater and they just walked around the corner and put the bomb there. Kinda, I mean, they were in a cave. I didn't get cave feelings from where they were, though. No. It didn't feel like there was a ceiling. A roof. <laughs> Is it a ceiling or a roof? Ceiling. It's a ceiling when you're inside looking up at it. It's a roof yeah. when you're outside looking down at it. It's the same word in Swedish. Yeah. It, both are talk. It's very yeah. confusing. And it felt, it felt like it was just a plot device to get more drama, that they had to like put on the suits and go outside and put the bomb there and... Crash again. Sorry. That <laughs> uh, they had to go outside and, and turn the bomb on. I was just like, why didn't they just turn it on and put it down on the ground and then leave? Because that would have been way too easy. And it wouldn't have given Sam enough time to realize that there was Nakwada in the uh, asteroid. True. Yeah. Very true. And yeah. that would have been bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Other question. Why didn't they bring... Like, at least one engineer when they knew that the ship was crappy. They had Sam. I mean, yes, <laughs> but she's an astrophysicist, not an engineer. She is everything. Yes! <laughs> she <laughs> knows how to do absolutely everything. I mean, I love her, but maybe she needs some help. Mm -hmm. I also loved the black t-shirts they were wearing. It was a good look. It's a good yeah. uniform. Yeah. I'm wondering why they weren't wearing, like, a uniform, but... Eh. Eh. They were 10 days in space, they needed to wear a t-shirt. Exactly. And then O'Neill and Teal'c go set the bomb and then they come back, but they're in the middle of the, the meteor thing mm -hmm. where things keep hitting and the hull breaches. <laughs> and they don't die. <laughs> Not O'Neill and Teal'c, but Sam and Daniel. Yeah. Who are in the ship when the hull breaches. It must be like super tiny holes. Yeah. Like tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah, but I just, the thing is, from what I've understood of, of spaceships, if there is even the tiniest, tiniest hole, you're screwed. Because outside is vacuum, which means everything in, inside will be sucked out because vacuum wants to be filled. Yeah. And that everything should... Yes. That sounded like a missed lure, which would be strange. A little bit. We also have a guest star in the form of a fly. It's a huge fly. Yeah. Hello, fly. Do you just... have any opinions on this? Uh-huh. No. Maybe it does, yeah. It's unfortunate that I don't speak fly. I'm yeah. sure those are very good points. Yeah. It left now. Yes. So it came back. Okay, never yeah. mind. It might <laughs> show up again. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So the whole breaches, O'Neill and Teal come back and they're like, where, where are Sam and Daniel? They're gone. Mm -hmm. This is very strange. And Sam and Daniel have holed up in the escape pods. Yeah. Which is smart. Yeah. It's also very lucky that they didn't have like anything loose lying around that could have been sucked into the 
Or maybe it's unlucky. Yeah, maybe they should have had something that could just be sucked in and, and cover the hole. It's a very empty ship for someone, for a place where four people have lived for ten days. Yeah, but that's because they're so good at not littering. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. And then Neil and Tilk somehow solve the whole breaches and get new air into the ship from somewhere. Uh, and then they discover that. Or Sam has already discovered yeah. that it's, the asteroid is made of Naquita. Yes. Which would be bad because Naquita blows up. A lot. Very much. It's not just a mega bomb anymore. It's a super duper mega bomb will blow up the earth. Yes. Fun times. Very fun. I like it. They were like, Naquita is not native to the solar system. Mm-hmm. And I was a little confused because... First of all, the uh, asteroid was coming from outside the solar system, as far as I understood it. Yeah. So, why would they assume that it was from the Gould? Because Nakwara is always Gould uh-huh. stuff. I'm not really sure that I buy the whole thing of Nakwara exists in a lot of other solar systems, but not right here. No. Because the elements are common to the entire universe. Mm-hmm. At least as far as I've... I've studied a little bit of, of uh, astronomy, and from what I've understood, you have the same base elements everywhere in the universe, but for some reason, not what I just never made it to this particular solar system. I mean, I could understand it if it was from like a different galaxy. Possibly. It could be like, okay, it's sort of crazily happened that this galaxy has Nakwada and our galaxy doesn't. But within the galaxy, to have like parts that are just like isolated from the Nakura spread, <laughs> that seems very strange. Yeah. Anyway, there's Nakura, <laughs> and obviously then a gold sent this rock towards them. Yeah. Towards us. And they are out of options, and things are sad. Yeah. Although they don't act very sad, they just act like, oh no, what are we gonna do? I don't know, we're probably gonna die. Okay. Sometimes I just want a little more emotional depth from these guys. Yeah. They are probably gonna die, and the Earth is gonna die, and they're just like, Jack is a being a little annoying, <laughs> and that is what happens. Teal is just like stoically standing around. Sam is trying to come up with a solution. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like wondering, because they did come up with, okay, we can give up, and we can just fly away and, and get to the Alpha site. Yeah. We can save ourselves. And... No one really... I mean, obviously they weren't going to do that, because they're goddamn heroes, and they need to fix everything. Mm-hmm. But, like, at least have someone mention that, yeah, but what about the six billion people on the Earth? Yeah. My dog's down there! Uh-huh. Does Jack have a dog in this universe? No. No, he no. didn't. That's bought one for Cassie, though. Good, because... We would take care of the dog when he's off world all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they recount that, yeah, there is absolutely no chance. Oh, shit. What is the other option we haven't thought of yet? And yeah. then comes the, well, I mean, there is this other option. Yeah. And they come up with the idea that they're going to go into hyperdrive. Is that what it's called in this? Go into hyperspace. Hyperspace. The hyperdrive, the hyperdrive brings you into hyperspace. Yes. So they're going to hyperspace drive the the asteroid through Earth, which made me think of 
Astonishing X-Men, where they do that. But I think that came later, so they didn't copy that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> Kitty Pride like, makes the whole... It's a huge bullet. It makes total sense. <laughs> makes the whole bullet uh, intangible, and then it goes through Earth. Okay. And then she's stuck in the bullet, going into space forever, because she can't make herself solid again. Sounds like fun. Yeah, Joss Whedon wrote it, can you tell? No. No. She was only she had only just like reunited with with her um, ex boyfriend and they were happy so cool yeah now I can believe Joss Whedon wrote it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so then they had to turn off the bomb oh right they did that before the facing through Earth thing. yes yes they have to turn off the bomb because it's gonna blow up the whole thing and and there's been a cave in. And they hit the timer. Yes. Which shows no sign of being broken or anything. It looks no. good as new. There and... was just a rock lying on the bomb. Yeah. And then O'Neill punches in his code. And, I mean, the thing accepts his code. We can see his code. But for some reason, the code doesn't work. Yeah. Also, when they went in and, and, and set the bomb, mm. they set it for two hours. Mm. And then they went back, and they fixed the ship, they figured out they had this problem, they took off their spacesuits, <laughs> which takes an hour, uh -huh. and then they figured out this problem, and then they put their suits back on, which also takes an hour, but they still had five minutes left when they had gone in through the cave again, and <laughs> was gonna turn the bomb off. It's a minute. <laughs> yep. Um... For the, those of you who are not Swedish, or from Stockholm for that matter, that means that is the public transportation system here, and that just means that minutes don't mean anything. No, it can go from four minutes and then be four minutes for about three minutes, and then go to three minutes and then up to five minutes again. It's sort of like uh, Windows yeah, time. Yeah, that's also. it. Yeah, more international. Yes. So anyway, um, they're punching in the code. And it doesn't work. No. And Teal'c is like, maybe it's the wrong code. And then it's not the wrong code. No. And then they have to open up the bomb to... And cut some wires. Yeah. And then it's super easy because you're going to cut the red one. Except they're all yellow. <laughs> and that's great. I think they did a rush job on the bomb. Possibly. Because it was, they were in a hurry. They needed to blow up an asteroid. Yeah. Um, the thing I don't get, though... I mean, color coding, yes, that is universal. You always color code and you always cut the red or you cut the blue or you... There's a particular color that you need to cut. But in this case, the bomb had, like, those five wires, they went straight uh, from one place to another and all of five of them next to each other. Mm. And if that is the way they design bombs, why is there not a, if you need to cut a wire, it's always the bottom one? Yeah, that would have helped. But they didn't do that. Or if they did, they didn't inform SG-1 that they had done that. <laughs> I was also thinking, uh, they're going to cut the wire between the timer and the detonator. Yes. If they cut the wire between the timer and the detonator, why does the timer shut off? Because that is more visually pleasing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I understand it from like a storytelling perspective, yeah. but from a science perspective? No, it should just... It should just keep going until it reaches zero and then nothing happens. Yeah. Which would be nerve-wracking. Uh-huh. I mean, he could have cut 
the right wire the first time and not known. Exactly. <laughs> and then he just blew it up. That's great. <laughs> I'm just also they had five wires. What did they all do? Yeah. Because it was safe to cut four out of five wires without detonating the bomb. Three are just for decoration. Yes. So they bothered to do that, but not bo- <laughs> they did not bother to find a red wire. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I approve. Good. Yes. Yeah. So they managed to uh, cut the right wire. Yes. Finally. Yes. When it's between the last two. And, and then, then they... they hurry back and take off their suits and get into the ship and then they go into hyperdrive. Yep. Hyperspace. They, they hyperdrive into hyperspace. Yes. <laughs> They're all hyper. Yes. But it's not a hyperbomb, so that's fine. Yeah. No, it's just a mega bomb. Yes. And then they succeed. Yes. In their mission and then they're stuck because they've used up all the power in the ship. Yeah. So they're just sitting around being very blasé about their own imminent deaths. Yeah. They're like, okay, it's two hours until we die. Uh, now what? No, like, not even a, you know, it wasn't honor to serve with you or whatever. No. And, yeah. I, I mean, could it just hug? Uh-huh. Guys, you've known each other for five years. You like each other. Could you just hug? Yeah. Sometimes, maybe, a little bit. No one is there to see you. you you're going to die in two hours. You could just have a group hug. Yes. Tilk needs hugs. Yes. His life has been horrible. Yes. Give Tilk hugs. Yes. I need that on a t-shirt. Yes. But, you know, then the Toko show up. Yeah, very conveniently. Yeah. They're like, do you need help? And Jack has to be snarky about it. Yeah. Um, I just want someone, like, I wanted that Tokra to then go, okay, if you don't actually need me, I'll just leave again. If it had been Jacob that had shown up, he would have done that. Yes. That would have been awesome. Yeah. It also bothers me whenever there's a time limit and Sam is like trying to do a thing. Usually it's just Jack, but now it was both Jack and Daniel who were like, is it happening yet? Can you do it yet? Can you do it yet? Can uh-huh. you do it yet? And I'm like, guys, you are not helping at all. No. You're just making it worse. Uh-huh. I have a philosophical question left. Okay. Hit me. Was it the right or the wrong decision to not tell the public? Hmm. As a member of the public, yeah. I think I would want to know. I would not want to go to work if I was going to die in five hours. Exactly. I'm like, I'm, that's kind of what I'm feeling. If I know that the world will end today or in 11 days or whatever long they had in the beginning, I give people a chance to, you know, do things. They're all always like, oh no, it's going to be panic. Well then let there be panic. People yeah. are going to die anyway. Yeah. Like, and yes, let some... people have their emotions for fuck's sake. <laughs> and I mean, some people are going to go around looting and doing all the bad things that they have never dared to do before because they were going to get in trouble, but now who cares? Yeah. That's going to but... be happening. But also a whole lot of people are going to, you know, call their families, tell each other they love each other, be, you know... Yeah, have ice cream, whatever. Yeah. Take a swim in the ocean. I mean, if you, if it's going to happen in 11 days as well, that's... So, no, I do not think it was the right decision. Good, me neither. I mean, they don't have to say that they have a Stargate and some people are getting out. No. Because then people would probably be like, why aren't we getting out? And then, like, storm the base or something. And I can understand them wanting to, like, avoid that. Yeah. Because that's going to be chaos. Yeah. 
but I mean, the public wouldn't, the public wouldn't question it if you told them that, okay, there is an asteroid headed towards us in 10 days, it's gonna impact the earth and we're all gonna die. Mm. People are not gonna go around demanding that, but no, you need to fix so we can get out of here. You need to reveal all your secrets. Tell us about the Stargate program. <laughs> Cause I mean, yes, some people are probably gonna do that and some people are gonna go around with conspiracy theories and, and but yeah. I think people in general, you don't need to tell them that. Just tell them that they're gonna die so they can live. Yeah. I might actually go to work if I had 11 days left to live, but <laughs> that's just because my work is important. Yeah. I wouldn't like want to abandon my, whatever you call it, the person I help. Yeah. <laughs> no. And that's good. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of, you know, a lot of businesses could just shut yeah. down. You don't need to go work at um, a bookshop when no. you're going to die in 11 days. No. You're not going to have to sell stocks at the stock market. <laughs> exactly. Probably someone will do that still. But Yeah, and I mean, there's there's no point in, like, you know, IT people going to work and, like... In a way, maybe, I would want internet to still work so I could communicate with people that I'm not close to. I imagine a lot of people in a lot of different places wouldn't go to work, mm. which means that those 11 days might very well be filled with communications shut down and no in no internet no electricity yeah and all of that i also imagine that some would yeah there would be chaos but i think that for the most part it would be good chaos yeah you did the wrong thing yes there's also this whole hammond is staying on planet storyline which is sad yeah i mean everyone has to contribute yeah you you could contribute yeah you, you could probably still have kids yeah i think yeah because you're a dude did his granddaughters get to go oh no maybe that's why he's staying i'm like how did you choose who who gets to go or not uh -huh. the i mean people on the base obviously you can go you're already here it's I convenient mean, dr fraser didn't look like she was bringing cassandra cassandra might have gotten with an earlier i hope so yeah I mean, they must have been like, yeah, you can bring your families, otherwise people wouldn't have been, like, so willing to go. No, and especially with the whole aspect, if they... I mean, especially with the whole aspect of repopulating a planet, creating yeah. a society, you, you would need to have people bring their loved ones and their kids and... Yeah. Yeah. So we had a lot to say about this episode. We did. That's cool. Yeah. I also liked it. I did too. Yeah. I mean, despite its problems, it was it was good. But I I I almost always feel like I want more emotion out of the, the characters. Yeah, I think it's a sort of like a we're so butch and cool problem. Yeah, we're in the military. Emotions do not enter into it. No. Yeah, no. I I I feel like a lot of my favorite episodes are the ones where they do actually show feelings where yeah. they do break down and cry or it must be more fun as an actor as well yeah i wonder how much fun christopher judge had when he <laughs> was just teal and just standing there with the same expression always because uh -huh. <laughs> he's such a like a happy guy otherwise yeah 
Well, do you want to rate this episode? I do. I might give it an eight. Hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. On the eight. Okay then. Okay. That was that episode. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.